This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness. One hour. And then it's Rami Makloff taking you home on a Friday with the Rami Show from 3 until 6. John McLaughlin, I believe, coming up on the show today uh, for the Rami Show. Love listening to John McLaughlin. I could listen to John McLaughlin for three hours. Rami can just take the afternoon off. Let John McLaughlin just tell stories from three to six. I'd, I'd be more than happy with that. Uh, okay, so coming up on today's show, I'm, I'm kind of excited. So if uh, you are a uh, baseball dork, uh, yeah, I think you're going to dig today's show too if you're a Brewers guy. So Seth McClung, former Brewers pitcher, is going to be on with us here in about uh, 13 minutes or so. Uh, and we're going to talk to Seth McClung about the state of Major League Baseball right now. Now, for those of you that don't know, he is uh, running like youth baseball uh, stuff down in Florida. And he's also very active on Twitter, very active on social media. And he put up a video yesterday on social media that caught my attention. I immediately reached out to him, see if we get him on. He said, absolutely. So he he's going to let it fly, I guess would be the best way. Uh, let it fly about what he thinks of today's uh, game and watching the game on TV and the issues that he may or may not see with the game of baseball. Trust me, you are going to want to hear this. And then at about 2.30, we're going to talk with Jeff Hammond, who's the play-by-play guy for the Nashville Sounds, and looking forward to talking to him about Kesson here, how he's doing, uh, talk about D. Strange Gordon and how he's looked down there, the vet uh, that they picked up a few weeks back. Uh, and some of the other guys, like Andy Ashby is down at the Nashville Sounds and those guys. Uh, so we'll talk with him, play-by-play voice of the, the Sounds, coming up uh, at 2.30. First, going to start off talking about the Milwaukee Bucks here for one segment. Uh, who or what is your X Factor for the Bucks? Who or what is your X Factor for the Bucks in this series against the Miami Heat? That is the question. Here is the phone number, 414 414- 799 1250 414 799 Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. And again, we don't have a ton of time here. We got about 12 minutes or so. But uh, if you want to get in, now is your time to get in uh, to talk about this. For me, I think the X factor is simply the three players that we've talked about before in the Miami Heat, right? Goran Dragic, 
Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. I think they're the X factor in this series, one way or the other. Uh, if they shoot the ball well, the Bucs could lose the series. If they don't shoot the ball well, Bucks could win the series quickly and have this thing done in you know four or five games and be done. So for me, those guys are my X factor in this thing. If they shoot well, Bucks are going to be in for a long series. Maybe it goes seven. Maybe they lose the series. If they don't shoot well, then I think the Bucks probably win the series quite easily. Who or what is your X factor for the Bucks in this series? Four one four. 799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fam, Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and, of course, of Sparky's Midday Madness. Your thoughts. Who do you think or what is the X factor in this series? Uh, I have two X factors. All right. It's P.J. Tucker and Drew Holiday. Their their defense is going to be what makes or breaks this series. Sure. Last year we saw Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic pretty much take over the entire series. They... They could not stop Drogic at all on the mid-range or from deep. His shooting was ridiculous, and Jimmy Butler was just taking over the basketball games. Every single game, yep. Jimmy Butler was going off. And they tried throwing Middleton at the two of them. They tried throwing Eric Bledsoe, who's no longer with the team, at him. They tried even Giannis covering Jimmy Butler that for a little bit of well. the time, and none of it went well. I wanted Giannis on Butler. And that didn't uh, yeah, so now we're looking at what many people have considered two of the best defenders in the NBA over the last couple of years, and this is why the Bucks brought them in. Correct. So yeah. this is going to be an indication of what the rest of the playoffs is going to look like. These two are the X factor, not just for this game, not just for this series, but for the entire playoff run. There is uh, some pressure, I guess, a little bit here on P.J. Tucker to a certain degree, I think, from the Bucks fan base, because when you talk about that trade— the expectation was was that you were going to see a P.J. Tucker, Bucks killer P.J. Tucker. Haven't really seen it, to be honest with you. Haven't really seen that guy yet. Haven't seen that guy that seemingly every time he hits an open three, he hits it. Uh, have not seen it. Now, maybe we'll see it in the playoffs, but haven't really seen it uh, since he's been in Milwaukee. Uh, defensively, that's going to be another big key, like Dan Plucker just said. How well will he play defensively? Will he be able to make a difference? Obviously, he's got six fouls to use, so that's fine. But the reason you got him is so you can go smaller and you can have more vers- versatility on switching. And you switch in order to help stop those threes a little bit more, too. So that that all comes into play. The other thing that wasn't necessarily the case last year in Miami was we really didn't let Brooke Lopez really go to work down low uh, against the Heat. Maybe you'll see more of that this time. Maybe you can get Bam Adebayo in foul trouble. You get Adebayo in foul trouble, and you really feel good about yourself in that game situation if you're able to do that. Because uh, that hadn't been the case uh, prior uh, to the second half of this year as far as letting Brooke Lopez work. Nate, on the north side, you're next on the Sparky's Midday Madness program here on The Fan. What's going on? How you doing? Uh, I, I think the X Factor is not even a player. I think it's Coach Bud. If Coach Bud cannot get coached out of the building and um, does his rotations, doesn't leave Pat Connaughton in there when he's not contributing, I feel like we got the talent to we can beat we can beat him um, in six games. At six games, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with Bootenholzer as far as adjustments go. Thanks for the call, Nate, and I think that is probably an X factor. For probably most people, I would imagine, right? I mean, if we were to take a poll, who's your X factor? And if Budenholzer is on that poll, and then you put, say, Drew Holiday, P.J. Tucker, 
uh, heat guards. In that's kind of your poll question. Yeah, Bootenholzer probably runs away with it. I would imagine, and, and that's why I've been saying time in and time out here for the last week or so. Game one doesn't matter as much to me, right? If the Bucks hammer the Heat, okay, it's good. Let's see what happens in game two. After Spolstra makes an adjustment, then let's see what they look like in game two. If the Heat hammer the Bucks in game one, I'll be honest, it'll be a little bit more of a red flag just because what kind of adjustment is Budenholzer going to make to avoid that from happening in game two? Then I'll be a little bit more concerned, but still, either way, it's not end-of-the-world stuff. You saw the Bucks a couple years ago go up 2-0 on Toronto. I'm on the air going, hey, Bucks are going to sweep the Raptors. It's happening. They're going to sweep them. Here we go. It's over. They're going to go to the finals. And then they lost the next, lost the next four games. And Nick Nurse coach circles around uh, Boonholzer. So, so now you get to the Miami Heat series last year. And, I mean, you could just tell watching the games that Miami just had it figured out. And you could tell watching the games that Bootenholzer didn't have an answer for what they saw last year. Now, as Mark Lazary pointed out, we played our starters to send a message to you. Well, was Spolster really game planning for you to begin with in that game? Was Spolster really wanting to show you everything he had in that game? I'm guessing no. Guessing probably not. You're going to see something though in game one, and you'll see something different in game two, and he'll continue to make the adjustments as you go. Don't forget, there's still this guy named Pat Riley in that building that also will put his two cents into this thing if he sees something he thinks that he can use uh, to make adjustments. That, that's all part of it. Let's go to Frank in Whitewater. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on the Fan. What's going on, Frank? I've got Adam Silver as the biggest X-Factor in this whole series. The question is going to be, are they allowed to play? Are they allowed to practice their jujitsu guard takedowns on Giannis like Smart has <laughs> several times this year? Yeah. You've got the two-time reigning MVP in an 11 o'clock Pacific game. Yep. That is by far and away the biggest X-Factors. What directives are they giving in terms of what's allowed, what's not allowed, and whether or not these guys get suspended when they cross the line. See, and this is the thing, right? So I don't I don't think Adam Silver gives directives on how to call a game. I think each referee and crew is going to call the game the way they want to call a game one way or the other. If they want to call ticky-tack fouls the whole game, that's going to be on them. I don't think Silver makes a call and decides, hey, this is how I want you to call the game, and then calls the referee and crew in L.A. and says, I want you to call the game this way, different from how they called it in Milwaukee. I don't think there's directive coming from the commissioner's office like that. The quote from last year's playoffs of he didn't deserve the foul or didn't uh, earn the foul against LeBron James, the league has to have some input on how their employees perform. Referees are Well, they grade them. Yes, they have a grading system for the, for the referees. That all got started because of Mark Cuban yelling and screaming his head off uh, several years ago. That's why the grading system got put into place, and that's why we why we are where we are right now. But as I've stated before, and we'll have this conversation again, folks, they're human beings, right? They're human beings. So if I don't like a player, probably going to watch for more fouls against a certain player. If I like a player, I'm probably going to let that player get away with more. If that player has a reputation for being really physical, I'm not blowing a call. I'm not blowing my whistle every two seconds on this guy. That's how he plays. 
If a team is really physical, not going to happen. If it's a finesse team throughout the year and then in the playoffs they decide they want to become something else, the referees aren't going to allow that because it's going to look out of the norm and it's not going to look like how they've been calling the entire year. You have the human element. You do. I'm also the one that said, if we ever get a superstar, you'll see the referees will give us the benefit of the doubt. To some of a degree, they have. To a larger degree, no. They haven't been given the Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant type treatment with Giannis. They haven't been. Now, maybe that's because he's not a guard. Maybe that's why. Shaquille O'Neal complained for years that he never got the, the calls that he should have gotten because of all the way everybody was manhandling him inside and following him left and right. But because he was so big, they weren't calling it. And a lot has been said similar to Giannis because he is so physical and so big muscular wise that they don't call a lot of this stuff. He just muscles through and they don't call it. So maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. But either way, you're going to have to play within the bounds of however the referees are calling the game. You can't just say, well, you're not calling it the way I want. I'm taking my ball and going home. I'm going to cry about it after the game. Cry about it all you want. It's not going to change a win or a loss. They've never gone back and changed the outcome of a game because of a bad refereeing decision. It's not going to happen. You've got to play through it. You want to take the referees out of the game, make your shots. Don't turn over the ball. Hit your free throws. Then it doesn't matter what happens with the referees. Miss free throws, turn it over a lot, you're going to lose. Simple. Rebound the basketball better than the other team. That'll help you win the basketball game. But to continuously go and put it on a referee, it's, realistically, it shouldn't come down to a refereeing call. If you do your job correctly, it should not come down to that call. It just shouldn't. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Seth McClung. I'm very excited. The former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, anxious to see what he has to say about the game of baseball and where it stands today and anxious to see what he has to say about coaching you know, youth baseball down in the Florida area. That's coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on the fancy Sparky Pfeiffer. Executive producer Dan Plucker, other side of the glass as we effort Seth McClung to be joining us here. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter 
at Seth underscore three seven seven three. That's Seth McClung. Seth underscore three seven seven three. And uh, he put up a video yesterday on uh, social media, kind of uh, going off a little bit about the game of Major League Baseball and so forth. And the reason I really wanted to get him on was really twofold. One, to let him tell his his side of things about what he thinks of Major League Baseball and how the game is being played now. The other aspect of it that I find intriguing is that he's coaching youth baseball, right? And, and he's running youth baseball camps, and he's got travel teams and all of that stuff. And how is he teaching these kids versus what he's seeing currently uh, in Major League Baseball? All these things I want to bring up with Seth uh, as we talk about, you know, how pitching is really dominating the game with all of these different no-hitters that we've seen, including Corey Kluber, who just threw his no-hitter uh, just the other night against Texas. Uh, all things we want to bring up with our guy Seth McClung, who joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And again, follow Seth on Twitter at Seth underscore 3773. Seth, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always good to touch base with the Milwaukee fan base. Absolutely, and I know you still have quite a few fans from your day uh, back when you were uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. And so for those people that don't know what Seth McClung is up to nowadays, tell everybody what you're doing. Uh, Well, you know, I retired in 2014, and then uh, just I live down here in Florida, and we uh, I run a Florida Gulf Coast Prospects travel baseball club where we take kids and who aren't necessarily – uh, big time prospects and we get them we get them opportunities to play college baseball over 250 scholarship offers since 2014 for these kids we travel around and uh play teams and i, I hope one day when this covid mess dies down to bring a couple teams up to wisconsin and and really just kind of uh branch out we just uh, had a kid sign with lakeland up there so nice. we, we send kids all over yeah yeah that's great uh, okay so this is what i'm interested in why i wanted to have you on so those people that may not have seen your video uh, the other day talking about what's going on with Major League Baseball, tell everybody why you think uh, you know scoring is down, offense is down, and why you think pitching is pretty much dominating baseball right now. Well, it, it really it just comes down to, to simple approach and what teams are wanting. Teams want home runs. That's that's basically all they want. The statistic anomaly is to hit a home run, your, your value is in the home runs. Well, what, what's happening is, is when you try to just, just hit home runs, uh, you, don't really have to, uh, you don't really have to pitch to, to dead locations. You can kind of zone it in. You can, you can just throw harder. and You can throw out of the zone. So what's, what's happening is, is these pitchers who, and again, you've kind of got, you've got a perfect storm of a lot of things going on right now to, to, to get, come into this. And if we got time, I'll break that down. But What's happening is these pitchers don't necessarily have to command the baseball to get guys out. Guys are just swinging for home runs. Oh, oh, one, oh, three, oh. They're all, it's, you know, oh, two. They're swinging for home runs. Nobody is just trying to get on base. Um, and so these pitchers, they, it's, it's just, it's a pitcher's game anyway. And so what's happening is these guys are striking out a ton. Um, when you look at a major league baseball pitcher and I get a scouting report, even when I played, uh, guys basically got hits when I messed up. You know, like I, I had to follow the report. So now knowing that these hitters have multiple holes in their swing and they're just trying to hit a home run, pitchers have the advantage. So my question, I guess, Seth, is in the time with Seth McClellan, the former Brewers pitcher here on Sparky's Midday Madness, is 
from that perspective, what is being taught at the youth level? Like, is this being taught all the way down to, you know, 10, 12, 14 years old and then taught some more through the high school level, then taught more on the college level? Or is this all really being taught for the first time once you get into a major league team's minor league system? So, so teaching this at the youth level is absolute garbage. And anybody who's teaching that, um, it, it's, that's where I stand. I, I don't like I, – I can't tell you how many kids that come and play for me that I have to say, okay, who do you do lessons with and what are they teaching you? And when they start talking about dropping the shoulder and lifting and trying to separate and opening the hips like, like they do in the big leagues, I say, look, man, take that and throw it in the trash. These, these guys in the major leagues, okay, and you're talking about guys who already know how to hit, who are now specifically trying to hit home runs. You tell them to open up their swing, they can just do it. You know, it's not it's, – it's, they're pros. They can do that. But these kids, they can't. These kids get maybe 100 at-bats in, in a season, and now they're striking out 40 of them, 50 of them. Right. And it, it's no longer fun. But in the major leagues, they don't care if you strike out because they're just – you're getting 550 at-bats, and you're trying to hit 25 home runs. And they don't really care what you do outside of that. So that, that average down to, to kids who aren't going to hit home runs anyway, you're just teaching them to strike out and pop up. And I'll tell you what, right now, my team beats the pants off of organizations who teach the, the, the launch angle type stuff. And uh, it, it is truly a crime, and, and you'll see me on, on Twitter stand up for this. You know, I, I did make a post yesterday about, and I really I think I did a pretty good job explaining it within two minutes. And everybody, every, there's not one single major league baseball player scout you know front office person or anybody affiliated with major league baseball had a problem with it. a lot of them liked it the guys who had a problem with it are the guys who try to teach you to swing with a pvc pipe and the guy trying to sell you an upside down tee those guys had a big problem with it and, and obviously because they're trying to make money off your kids parents if you're out there listening there's nothing wrong with fundamentally sound baseball level swing hit the ball up the middle Teach your kids that, and if, if they're so blessed to play at a high Division One or play in, in the professional ranks, then they can learn to do whatever the garbage that they're doing in the, in the big leagues is now. Talking with Seth McClung, former Brewers pitcher here on Sparky's Midday Madness. So let's, let's take it to uh, another perspective here, uh, because this is something that's been a talking point in our station uh, since the beginning of the season, because the Brewers' offense is struggling so bad uh, there are some on the radio station that still believe in old school small ball, situational baseball, uh, and so forth. And then there are others that just because of advanced metrics and stats and everything else just aren't necessarily there all the way on it. Where do you stand? Look, uh, Barry Bonds, uh, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire. Okay, like, okay, those are all steroid whatever guys, whether they did or not, whatever. They're the steroid era. Those guys still hit high averages, most of them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, small ball or not striking out is not necessarily small ball. Uh, I stand for it. Let's, let's hit 25 home runs and hit 310, you know, 280 to 310. Let's have those guys back. I'd like to see those guys. You know, I'm okay with a guy hitting 245 and hitting 40 bombs, but not 210 and hitting, you know, 40 bombs. Uh, you know, when the league average is, I think it's 228 right now. Horrible. Are you kidding me? That's awful. Yep. Um, and the Mariners are hitting 198 as a team. That's I'm, I'm sorry, it, it's it's awful. And, and you know, I, I I tweeted this too. I, I said the Brewers are the perfect team that if and especially with Council managing, everybody wants to think Council's an analytic guy. I'm telling you, right, Council Council Craig 
CC is is an old school guy. He he wants to do old school stuff. The game in the front office, which I have a theory on why that's going too, but the game in the front office is going the other way. So he has to play those numbers. Listen, Milwaukee's perfect with the pitching that they have and the bullpen. Even though it's kind of a little shaky right now, the bullpen and pitching that they have, if they could just get three guys to sit there and say, okay, screw hitting home runs all the time. Let's hit 240 north and then let Shaw, uh, Yelich, and uh, Locaine do their thing. Let them hit the way they hit. Maybe even Bradley. Let them hit the way he hits. Now, all of a sudden, you got guys on base. Now you're driving guys in. You're scoring more runs a game. Milwaukee just got to score four to five runs a game. That's, that's it. That's, that's all they, that's they got to do. You know, it's not even – you don't even you don't even need to think that the the high school you score more than that but it's just a bonus just get the four runs and your pitching staff for the most part will keep you in the game and I'm and and I'm telling you Milwaukee is the team best place to do it to make a run and, and win a championship uh, by not playing small ball but by playing baseball just hit it the other way one time it's not hard Seth what about the aspect of you know, 20 years ago, you had, you know, a handful of guys throwing as hard as some of these guys are throwing nowadays. Now, seemingly, every team has five or six guys uh, on their team that are throwing, you know, mid to high 90s. Where do you think this has come from? Do you think it's come because of the explosion of youth baseball, year-round training and all of that? Or what do you think explains that? Well, guy who threw triple digits, you know, and a guy who threw hard. And, and I was in a league where, uh, there was a time that I was the only guy throwing hard that wasn't on steroids, and then all of a sudden I was like the only guy throwing hard. And and I, I I'll tell you this, I know for a fact, all right, for a fact, I know this. Major League Baseball clubs are employing people to concoct substances to make pitchers' hands more sticky to increase spin rate. You can't just increase spin rate, all right. Now I'm not talking about pine tar on that. Like we all did that. I need we everybody did that. We needed to hold onto the ball. It actually made it safer for us to do that. Did it give us a little bit of advantage here and there? Yeah, it definitely did. But it didn't. It didn't do what's going on right now. But I know pitching coaches, former pitching coaches, who these guys, these gurus that they bring in who have never played before, will sit on the computer and they'll say, okay, well if we can turn the ball at this angle and then spin it this many times. Uh, we'll get this break. Well, the the truth is, is you can't you can't you can't just create that without adding a foreign substance. So I know that that for a fact, major league clubs are creating their own sticky substances. That's why it's an issue now with major league baseball. Major league baseball is trying to crack down on it. They weren't cracking down on it until this came along. And the guy from Anaheim is just kind of a fall guy for it, honestly. Uh, but every single major league team is doing that. Um, you know, I've seen scouting reports where on a guy uh, from some of my personal friends who are coaches in major league uh, baseball who come in and go, yeah, all we got to do is add spin rate on this guy, and this is what the ball's going to do. Um, that's that's what that's what's going on. Part of the reason they're able to do that is guys are swinging. So these pitches that are breaking, these curveballs, those ungodly curveballs yes. you're seeing and sliders you're seeing, guys aren't swinging at that two, or five, seven, eight years ago. I watched the NLDS when I pitched against the Phillies, and I ended up walking like two or three guys in two innings, which is kind of normal for me. But um, I didn't give up any runs. But I, I was seeing these pitches. These guys were taking borderline strikes. And in today's game, I just struck out five guys. Guys would have just been swinging. So – 
they're adding this movement, they're adding this explosion because it, it can do that. It, it, because the two easiest things to ask a professional baseball player to do, the two easiest things are to swing hard for a home run and are to throw the baseball harder. Those are the two easiest things. So what's happening now is the middle, upper middle class of, of baseball players, the guys who used to sign a three-year, $12 million deal, those guys are going to go away. You know, uh, Yelich is always going to get his money. Superstars are always going to get their money. But those mid-range guys, they're going to go away because once a guy gets to arbitration, they're just going to go get another guy. Now, I've said this, and, and, and it kind of makes people angry. The game, the, the kids playing the game right now, these guys out there, they're super, super talented. All right? They're talented. They're just not very skilled at what they do. And that's what the minor league system is for. So owners now know that their labor can be cheaper. Well, now that you don't have to develop guys, you can get rid of your minor league system. The minor league system has been drastically cut down. Sure the draft has been the draft has been drastic drastically cut yep. down. The scouting department has been drastically cut down. This is a money play. Major League Baseball won't change back the other way because they make more money this way. Believe it or not, they totally make more money this way. And the other thing about money in the Major Leagues, and most people don't understand this, Major League Baseball is not subject to antitrust laws, which means they don't have to show you the books. Correct. It's basically a money laundering business. You can throw money in there and get away with it and do whatever. No team in baseball is poor. No team in baseball is losing money. No team in baseball is having any issues with money. It, it's it's all a plan. This whole thing is is for money, and, and you know it started with trying to make some more excitement in the game. And when these people figured out that we could make cheaper products because Tampa was playing in these games, Oakland were play, was doing well. Milwaukee did a pretty good job with a low payroll. Sure did. These, these guys these guys figured it out, and now everybody else is trying to catch up to it because. If you can if you can put up ninety wins and not and, and have a seventy four million dollar payroll and not a hundred and ninety million dollar payroll, I mean, who wants to save a hundred million dollars? I mean, I think they all do. So there's a lot of things going on in play right now that that really, you know, kinda if you look at the big picture, it all makes sense. He is Seth McClug. I promise you, you need to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, wherever he is you need to be because he is highly entertaining and just tells you what's on his mind. At Seth underscore 3773. At Seth underscore 3773. Seth, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I think thank you so much for the platform. And uh, I, I love I love my time in Milwaukee. And anytime I get an opportunity, I definitely enjoy it. And tell Jeff I said hello. I will do so. He's coming up next. Jeff Hem, thank you very much. There he is, Seth McClung on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Apply for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Up next, Jeff Hem, play-by-play voice for the Nashville Sounds, a AAA affiliate for the Brewers. We'll talk about Kasson Hira, D. Gordon, all those guys coming up next here on The Fan. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's better over here.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Robbie's show coming up at 3 o'clock with Robbie Makloff. John McLaughlin, Bucks Legend, will be on the show coming up this afternoon. Don't want to miss that one. Joining us now, uh, another special guest on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. This time, uh, we are joined by the play-by-play voice from the Nashville Sounds. He is Jeff Ham. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to do it, Sparky. Good to hear from you. Seth McClug says to say hi. He was just joined us in the last segment and heard you were coming up. I saw via Twitter that he was uh, he was going to be on before me. Yes, uh, it's great to hear from him. I guess indirectly, I yeah, it brings back memories of my first year here with the Sounds in 2012. And Seth was toward the tail end of his career. Great guy. We had some fun conversations together. So it's uh, good to hear from him and good to be part of a show that involves him. Jeff, I, I got to be honest with you. So obviously the Nashville Sounds and the Brewers were together. Uh, And then the Nashville Sounds and the Brewers were apart and the Brewers got stuck in Colorado Springs. Now, while that happened, I actually was able to get down to Louisville to go to Louisville Bats game. And then I got over to Nashville to see the new uh, park with the big guitar scoreboard and the whole thing and got to watch a Nashville Sounds game. Uh, How was that separation, I guess, for the people in Nashville when it went from being a Brewers affiliate to not and then now where you are a Brewers affiliate again? I think a lot of our fans who have followed us for a long time were really excited to hear that we were back with the Brewers because they they not only remember the previous affiliation, and it was a 10-year run, uh, 2005 through 14, and you know that, that core that the Brewers had for a good number of years that had a couple of postseason appearances with Prince Fielder and Ricky Weeks and uh, Jonathan Lucroy and Corey Hart, J.J. Hardy, all, those names – all not only came through Nashville and Ryan Braun in that mix too, toward the end when he came to the big leagues with that core, um, you know, that not, not only came through Nashville, but did a lot of winning in Nashville. Uh, the sounds back in 05 were a league champion their first year as a Brewers affiliate. So there was a lot of success. There were a lot of notable names and a lot of those guys, especially with the way the minor leagues was back then compared to now when guys are, are rushed to the big leagues a little faster a lot of those names I mentioned had a lot of time with the Sounds, almost full seasons yep. in some cases. So, uh, so our fans really, you know, got to know the Brewers well, and and it, it's a it's a comfortable reunion now that we're back with them in in this new structure with Major League Baseball, um, and it's 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 like an old glove that still fits, and it's just a it's a good partnership and, and some new names involved, obviously on the field for the Brewers and even in the front office, but there are some. Uh, who are still with the organization. I mean, the fun part of it this year for us, our manager is Rick Sweet. He managed us in 14. Yep. Pitching coach is Jim Henderson. He pitched for the Sounds on his way to being a Brewers closer there for a couple of years. Al LaBeouf is our hitting coach. And you mentioned Colorado Springs. When, when the Sounds were affiliated with Oakland and then the Rangers in 19, 
guys like Rick Sweet and Al LaBeouf just continued being AAA managers and coaches for the Brewers, and now they're they're back here in a familiar situation with the South. So some things feel new. Others just feel like a really good reunion of, of a partnership that, that we know works, if that makes sense. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah, talking with Jeff Hemp, play-by-play voice uh, of the Nashville Sounds. And you get some nice talent right off the bat. Christian Yelich gets to come down there. Keston Hira down there. D. Gordon, a longtime vet. Uh, you're seeing some major league baseball players getting to play uh, in Nashville, which really has to get everybody excited. Yeah, I, the the Yelich uh, Yelich weekend last weekend was was really special. Now, obviously, it, it goes without saying that the goal is to get Christian back, and he's back, and we're glad he's with the Brewers. That's where he belongs. They need him. But purely from a sound standpoint, he happened to come the weekend where our ballpark capacity went from forty percent up to near one hundred percent. Perfect. We had we had packed houses. Uh, the team's been playing well. Yelich was here, and I've, I've told people, and it's not uh, overstating it, that last weekend, especially when Yelich was here and the energy we had in the ballpark, uh, was maybe the most normal I, I have felt in a long, long time because our fans were back to what they're used to. The product on the field was exciting. It was just a, a very emotional couple of days in the ballpark for a lot of different reasons. But you're right, that Yelich speaks to the talent we've had, whether it's other guys who are still here on rehab assignment, like Jace Peterson or Daniel Robertson, uh, Tim Lopes, and some others, but also just the depth overall that the Brewers have in their organization. With I mean, we've got a lot of guys, Sparky, on our team with a ton of major league time. Yeah. D. Strange Gordon, Logan Forsythe, uh, Aaron Perez, speaking of Brewers reunions, uh, is here and is hitting like he can do in his sleep. So our, our team is pretty loaded. Uh, the Brewers have a lot of depth, and uh, hopefully, you know, their their offense can pick it up a little bit at the major league level. And if they need guys down here, uh, they're going to be ready because our team's been producing really well so far. What about Keston here? I mean, he was in a funk of all funks here up here in Milwaukee, and, and Council pretty much just said, "Hey, he just needs to change the scenery, clear his head a little bit." with stuff that he has going on, obviously off the field with his mom and stuff. How has he been down there? I know he's been hitting the ball. I've been seeing the numbers. Yeah, the numbers are great. And maybe more importantly, he, he looks really good. He looks comfortable. I mean, he is making some loud outs, too. He's hit two different balls that were outs on the warning track in dead center. Uh, he's, got, he's played so far with us in seven games. He's got six doubles. He, was, he had three hits last night, including a tie-breaking two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning. So for, for me, knowing what the Brewers want this to be for Keston, it's not just the fact that the, he, the stats look good. He's hitting rockets. He looks comfortable at the plate. And, I mean, he's just a good guy, too. Great right. teammate. I mean, we, we have, we've had a couple of walk-off wins the last few nights. And he's not that guy that you could see at times from other guys when they come down there where they're like, I, I'm, I'm too good for this. I don't need to be part of this. He is one of the guys. He has jumped right back in. He's the same good person he's been the last few years. Uh, he, he's well aware of the situation. It just seems like he's in a really good headspace right now where the pressure is off. He's producing. You know, I mentioned Rick Sweet and Al LaBeouf, our manager and hitting coach, respectively. They were with Keston in San Antonio in 2019, and they've talked about how that year, while Keston overall put up good numbers at both AAA and the big leagues, he did go back down at one point, and so they feel like they know how to handle this with him um, they're, they're not like doing some major swing reshaping. They're kind of letting him be, but they're also helping him along. It just, 
it all seems to be working right now. We'll see what it translates to whenever he does go back up. But I, I have to think mission accomplished so far with what we've seen from him down here at AAA. Sorry, with Jeff having play-by-play voice for the Nashville Sounds, the AAA affiliate for your Milwaukee Brewers here on Sparky's Midday Madness on the Fan. The one other guy that I want to talk about for sure is D. Strange Gordon, a.k.a. D. Gordon, uh, until he changed his name. Uh, He's been playing really well down there. He wasn't uh, out there yesterday, so right away myself uh, and others started speculating about, maybe he's on his way to Cincinnati uh, to join the Brewers because they could use some help, obviously, offensively. How has he fit in, and how does he look? He's looked good. He's going to bat leadoff here tonight as I look at our lineup, and he's hitting 359 through nine games, and he's stolen a couple of bases. He's a nice veteran presence on this team, not just because of the the career he's had, but how he actually then goes to try to help guys around him and and be a good person and a good, helpful teammate given his time in the game. Um, And, yeah, you know, if you you only look at our lineup day-to-day and and try to read the tea leaves on call-ups, it's it's a slippery slope because we've got a ton of guys here right now between rehab assignments, expanded rosters. uh, It's a loaded group, so there are a lot of, quote-unquote, regular position players who are not necessarily in there every single day. But Strange Gordon will be in there tonight. Uh, Keston Hero will be in there tonight. He's going to back clean up and play at first base. But um, D. Strange Gordon is looking. He's played some shortstop. Uh, but because of rehabbers like Daniel Robertson and Jace Peterson, guys needing to play their time at short, um, D has also played some second base, which is where he won his gold glove as a Marlin a few years ago, even though he's originally a shortstop. So he's kind of bounced around between the two, depending on the necessity of the, of the rest of the lineup. But, um, you know, he's looked like a guy like Aaron Perez has looked. They, they look like they know exactly what they're doing. You can tell they they, they know how to, Uh, get hits and they know what pitchers are going to try to do to them and they know how to counter and they've been they've been really productive so far what about pitching you got any good pitching stories we're we're talking all about the hitting we see all about all the hitting online on social media about all these hitters because the brewers desperately need offense what about the pitching side of things in nashville well two guys come to mind immediately last night eric lauer who the brewers sent down the other day to kind of get re-stretched out as a as a starter they may go to a six-man rotation here soon or even if they don't He's kind of the first name they'll look to if they were to have a need beyond the, the current five-man rotation that they have back to full health. Well, Lauer went five innings last night and struck out 12. He allowed one hit, no runs, established a new career high. So for a guy just down from the big leagues, uh, he was electric, and he was attacking with his fastball. It's impressive that he doesn't throw 98-99, but he leads with that low to mid-90s fastball and guys just can't hit it. He spots it. He moves it around. So he looked really sharp in his first AAA outing and certainly looks like a guy that's ready uh, whenever the Brewers decide that they next need him again. Uh, the other guy that was impressive in his, his AAA debut was Alec Bettinger, and I know he did not have no, a great not first couple well. of outings yeah. in the big leagues. And, and, you know, that's not uncommon. Not that he wanted that to happen, but it's not uncommon. I talked to him the other day. He seems like he's in a really good spot mentally knows some things to work on and he had a scoreless outing with uh, eight strikeouts I think it was when he pitched last weekend and he's scheduled to pitch for us tomorrow night uh, on, on Saturday again so I really liked his stuff I'd never seen him in person pitch before until he worked here the the other day and and was very impressed so as a young up-and-coming guy who's gotten that taste of the big leagues and is now ready to come to AAA with some some tangible things to work on uh, it seems like that's off to a really good start with Bettinger, too. 
That's awesome. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, a great follow at Jeff Hem H E M, and then it's P B P, like play by play at Jeff Hem P B P. Voice of the Nashville Sounds for the AAA affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. Hopefully, we can get you on throughout the course of the season and kind of check up on the Nashville Sounds as we go here, Jeff. Happy to do it anytime. Thanks for thinking of me, and we'll uh, we'll do it again. I hope we bet. To take care. There he is, Jeff Ham uh, of the Nashville Sounds on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We'll apply for a home renovation loan. Has you feeling anxious? Breathe. The Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com. Of course, if you missed any of the interviews, whether it be with Seth McClung or Jeff Ham. All you have to do is go to 1250amthefan.com or hit rewind on that Odyssey app. Uh, and anything within the last 24 hours, you can go back and listen to. Hey, Young Express, we talk about so much is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? They're currently looking to add to their sales department. You've heard me talk about what a great company this is to work for. Now go and apply online. Here's what Young Express is looking for. Outside sales experience in the transportation industry is required. Now, on top of that, once you have that, that box checked, you have to be willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling, reliable transportation, plus closing and follow-up skills are a must, which you can expect, 40-hour work week, salary, plus commission, bonuses, contests, profit sharing, health insurance, 401k with up to 3% company match, existing book of business from day one, and an expense account with generous mileage reimbursement, all big things if you're looking uh, to get into the sales industry. Cell phone, table, uh, tablet, and all sales and promotional materials provided to you by Young Express. Email John Young today at jyoung at youngexpress.com or apply online at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Coming up next, Rami Makhlouf. We'll look ahead to the Rami Show coming up at 3. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. See Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plucker, executive producer of the show. Other side of the glass. Good thanks to uh, Seth McClung for coming out earlier. I'm telling you right now, if you missed that Seth McClung interview, you're going to want to go back and listen to it. That dude put it out there. Dan Plucker was on the other side of the glass as, as we were having the interview. And I told him, I said, McClung's going to be big. Watch. Here we go. And when he brought out that substance thing on the baseball, you raised your hands like touchdown over on the other side of the glass, Plucker. Because you've been kind of hinting and hawing at that now for a while. Oh, my goodness. I mean... How many times have I said it on these airwaves just a this ton. week alone right. that the pitchers in baseball are using foreign substances and everybody is just accepting it. it? Yeah, it's it's just an acceptable thing in today's baseball. And McClung only proved that with what he was saying. To he us. sure did. He put it out there, and he was not backing down from it either. Uh, Robbie Makloff uh, is in the building as the Robbie show comes up at three o'clock. If I remember correctly, John McLaughlin, yes, Bucks legend, on the show today. Five thirty, Mister White, Johnny Mac. Time with Johnny Mac. Five thirty. I had said it. earlier, and uh, no offense meant necessarily, but I, mm-hmm. I could listen to John McLaughlin just tell stories from three to six. I'd be good. I'd be fine with that. If, just, he, if just, he ever wanted to give me a day off and just come in and tell yeah. stories, that yeah, I would, oh totally, I would totally take a back seat. So to that. good, absolutely, so good. Love me some Johnny Mac. What so else yeah, you got? he's joining me at five thirty. It's pretty much just all Bucks all day, Sparky. We'll talk oh, about this good because I did a lot of Brewers this hour. So talk about good. this this Bucks Heat series out of the gates. How much do the Heat worry you, and what about them exactly worries you? We have the, I mean, the new Bucks jam, like the fight song, it's trash for the playoffs. 
for the folks this Trash. afternoon on the Rami. You just don't appreciate. I could, get, I could get kids at Jackson's daycare to sing better than that. You just don't appreciate fiasco. fine art. You, just you don't tweeted. Appre- you retweeted yeah. that thing. Oh, not only so did that, I retweet it, I'm going to play it on the show. Yeah, I, most I, of the day. I understand. Most it's, of the day, it's horrible. You know what that so, is, Sparky? You know what the kids would call that? Ratings plummeting. That's a, what I would a call banger. It. That's what the kids would call that horrible. thing. You know what else they would say? What? It slaps. That's I don't right. Know what that means? It slaps, Sparky. Never heard of that in my life. It's called Got Bucks Lust. It's Got Bucks Lust, and it's coming up. Horrible. On the, it's so good. Oh, man, it's so good. So that's coming up. Also, You're just going to giggle and laugh the whole time because it's so bad. No, it's great. It's awesome. Trash. If this doesn't get you ready for playoff basketball, well, then nothing will. That's so, definitely not going to do it. That's Ryan Horvat will join me at 345, the hammer. He could sing a better Buck song. I don't than know, that man. garbage you're gonna uh, play. God, Bucks Lust is. Have a, you heard this song yet, it's Blocker? It's a jam, dude. Bucks it's Lust. A jam. Have you heard this? No, no. Oh, oh no, man. I have not. Just, oh man, just I say mean, save, it. Save it for for the air. But he if you suckered me it, in. If you want to listen to it behind the glass over there, don't play it on it's the air. But horrible. if you want to listen to it behind the glass, it's horrible. And just tell me how hard it slaps. So when are you playing it? Uh, all day. All the day. Whole, the whole can show. Can you please lead your show with it so I can hear it? I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I already. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to spoil that the segment before. Walker, it's it's <laughs> awful. He put it out on Twitter. I stupidly clicked on it to see oh, what it was because I was like, oh, this is cool. Ooh. Play it on the big show. Oh, so let's buddy. just see. So I, I played it. I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. I just oh, wasted so Haberlon. That mm. was a minute or two of my life. So, so, so then at that point, I didn't bring it up to you or Gary. I was like, no, no sense. Jam. This is horrible. You know what it is? It's my jammy jam. So uh, Ryan Horvath will join us at 345. Dan Favali from uh, Bleacher Report. He covers the NBA. He'll join me at 445. And uh, like I said, Johnny Mack, John McLaughlin, Mr. Buck, the legend, the myth, the man, John McLaughlin. You think McLaughlin will like the song? No. I'm not going to play it for time. It's not even comparable to Greeting oh, Growing, first mind. of all. But it must not be that good if you no, won't play it trash. for a Bucks legend. It's shut up. awful. Don't, don't put me in that position. Just shut up right now. Right? Yeah, it's awful. He knows it's awful. It's That's not why awful. It's, it's not awful. Play it and make fun of the dude. It's, no, I'm not. That's what you're going to do. I'm not making fun of anybody. Yeah, yes, you are. That thing slaps hard. I don't dude, even know what that what means, but it's horrible. You. That's what it means. It slaps means it's garbage. That's what it is. It's garbage. No, it's... Quality music is what it is. You just don't appreciate. And it. then who was the cl- who was the person on Twitter that said they should play this on the 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 at the pep rally or whatever? Those are those are. Was guy. that Paul Henning? Paul Henning, yeah. He's nuts too. You're both <laughs> losing your damn minds. I don't know what is wrong with both of you. Something you know, is wrong. You know, what, you know what's wrong it's with both horrible. of us? Horrible. You know what's wrong with the two of us? What? We got Bucks lust. That's what's wrong with the both of us. And you will too once you hear this. You song do have a Bucks up. hat on. Bucks lust is running rampant. What is on your shirt? That's a dog. It's for um, oh adoption shop. Uh, our guy Jake used to be an intern here, and he started this charity foundation, Winston's Wishes. Oh, that raises money to uh, for rescue shelters. Very cool. Yeah, and I did, Winston's Wishes. And huh? I did an event for him, and uh, yeah, got, got a shirt, a, got a free T-shirt. That's a pretty cool shirt. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Yeah, and it's a cool foundation too. Check him out. Check out his Facebook page. I got nice. a website, the whole thing. If Good you like job, Jake. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. All right, coming up next, listen to a trash song and check out Robbie <laughs> Makloff all straight ahead. But more importantly, John McLaughlin at 530. Listen to that. Get no. that Bucks lust, baby. It's so bad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.